Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode number six. Hi, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped, and now it's time to light it up. Welcome to Gift Biz Unwrapped, your source for industry-specific insights and advice to develop and grow your business. And now, here's your host, Sue Monheit. Hi, I'm Sue Monheit, and welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Whether you own a brick-and-mortar store, sell online, or are just getting started, you'll discover new insight to gain traction and grow your business. And today, I have with us Deb Kondo. Deb is the owner and gift guru of Gift Basket Junction. Her designs have won a number of national awards and have been featured in many magazines over the years. In 2013, Deb was one of the first to qualify for the Gift Basket Association as a certified gift educator and certified gift designer. She's on the faculty of the National Gift Basket Convention and teaches locally in her community in Phoenix. Deb is a contributing author for the Gift Basket Industry book called Fundamentals, a book of basic concepts for your gift basket business. And this month, meaning out right now, is her new book called Foundations, the Gift Basket Design Book. Now, her bio includes a lot about gift baskets, but I can tell you there's even more going on in her life than that. And I'm sure we'll get into it as we go along. Deb, how are you doing this morning? doing well, Sue. How are you? I'm good. Is there anything else you'd like to add to what I've already shared with our audience about you? Uh, no, that's quite a lot, <laughs> actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we're going to be talking about some other things that will get our audience to know more about you as we go along. I'd like to start the conversation and revolve it around the life of a candle. The light shines on you while we share your stories and experiences. Are you ready to light it up? I am. Wonderful. Help us to envision what your candle looks like. What color is it? It's a light blue. And why light blue? Light blue reminds me of breathing and grounding. It's a nurturing color. Most specifically, it reminds me of the ocean. And so the ocean has this breath. It leaves in and it breathes out. And it helps us, you know, stay connected, that light of the blue, that light of the ocean. Sometimes it can even be the light of the sky. So for me, it's nurturing. And what quote then would be on your light blue candle? Well, I would have to say breathe because we take that for granted a lot. You know, people don't realize that sometimes they have to take a step back and just, you know, breathe. Absolutely. I think, especially as owners of businesses, you get so caught up in the day-to-day doings of the business, everything you want to get done, all of your goals, and sometimes it just gets so overwhelming. This idea of just stepping back and breathing makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, if you don't take care of yourself... Where are you going to live? <laughs> exactly. You know what? It brings to, it brings to mind my daughter is a basketball player or, or was playing. And when she would, when she would be going for some serious shots or there'd be a really intense game, she wrote the word breathe on her wrist to remind her to just chill out because you can do your best when you're the most natural. Yes. All right. So let's talk a little bit. You know, you've had quite an experience with your gift basket business. Let's go back and start with how you got into this in the very beginning. 
What gave you that inner spark that all of a sudden said, this is the business I'm going to create? I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur ever since I was a kid. And when I got into my early 20s, I realized that maybe I could start something right after college. So I started making hair accessories and selling them in my local community. And then I got into designing wedding bridal headpieces. And the original desire that I had was to actually start a wedding planning business. So I started writing a business plan for that. But it wasn't the right time. I just graduated from college. I didn't have a whole lot of money. My relationships weren't the best. And so it just the timing was off. And then I jumped into 2005, and I still obviously wanted to be my own boss. And just one night, deep sleep, I woke up and it was like an aha moment out of my slumber. (laughs) And I ran into the office and just started writing a business plan. And my husband came in there. And at the time, we had talked about it, he and I, about uh, starting a business, but didn't know what it was going to be. And he came in and he said, what are you doing And I said, I have an idea and I have to write it down right now. And that's when Gift Basket Junction was born. We started the process about uh, two days later with an attorney. And so you woke up in the middle of the night and with all of a sudden thinking, my business is going to be Gift Basket? I did. Yes. Divine intervention, perhaps? Uh, Maybe. (laughs) Of some sort, one or the other? I had a girlfriend when I was in college who used to send me gifts and baskets that had a theme and sometimes she sent them from as far away as Greece because she was married and her husband was in the Air Force and you know she was thinking of me so when I started thinking about the businesses I want to be in apparently it was something under my pillow telling me I needed to do this (laughs) and uh, so I thought of her and it was just one of those things that happened and I really you know Susan was my inspiration You know, when people think about businesses, you know, they go in search and are so assertive in terms of what's the business going to be? I'm going to find the answer right away. And you're qualifying that, you know, sometimes you just have to let the concept sit that you want to open a business and then eventually what it really should be will be revealed to you at some point. Yes. Because that's kind of what happened to you. Yes. All right. So you started the business. Give us a little feel for how that worked. You said you met with an attorney and put the whole structure together within a few days. Yeah. And, you know, back back then, the Internet was still fairly new. I did some research trying to find uh, basket businesses in the area. And it seemed like there were a few, but their websites weren't all that grand. But again, the technology wasn't all that grand either. And so I did put together a website and I've reached out to a networking event in my chamber of commerce and got involved with them. And that's essentially how it all started. It had to be after work because I was working full time. But I started slowly getting my name out there. Really important point you bring up because you didn't just decide you were going to start the business and then just go into it. it. You put together a business plan. You researched your competition, looked to see what their presence looked like in the market, you know, how they were positioned, I'm sure, and then figured out what you should do for your business. So to strategically position yourself within the market. Really important for everyone to remember if you're out there starting a business is, you know, just because Deb liked the idea of gift baskets. She also looked at how that business could could succeed based on who was already in the market. 
So you were working. The business was then part-time at nights, weekends, etc. And it's been that way for the whole time? It was like that for nine and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, nine and, yeah, nine and a half years. And then we moved to Phoenix last August, 2014. And right after the gift basket convention, I had to restart my business closing down the uh, licensing out of Denver and Colorado and reestablishing myself in Phoenix. So you absolutely have to love the business if you pick up and leave and then go to another market. Yeah. And what I learned the first time, I was able to easily integrate the second time because I knew what to expect and I knew what avenues to follow through. So if I were to start a different business completely, didn't have to be gift baskets, I would know where to go. Now, using my small business experience with the gift baskets has helped me realize the technology that's out there and the people that are willing to help you. And so if it's a federal thing or a state thing, uh, you can find the websites through your local community. You can give them a call and ask them you know, what, what you need for licensing and how to go about the whole tax structure There's a lot more to it than just making a basket. Small business is what drives America, and you want to do it right. Let's talk a little bit about when things weren't so great. When was a time, and give us a specific example of when that inner flame of the business, the passion that you had, wasn't so bright. You know, a rough time that you went through, and how did you overcome it? I've always, I have had the passion, but... Always be aware of the negativity of others. I will say that whether it's a family, a friend, or just other businesses, or even in the community. My biggest struggle was, like I said, getting my name out there. I was working in corporate America full time when I started my business. And so the only times I could go out and network were really early in the morning and right after work. Now, some of my bosses were really fine with the fact that I had some outside interests, Others weren't so thrilled. They had me walking on eggshells, and that's not a comfortable feeling to have when you're working in a corporate environment. So I had to be really conscious about what I said and what I did and how I talked about my interests outside of work. And that's not really fair because if your folks at work like you as a person and they want to see you grow, you would think that they would want to see you grow in all aspects of your life, not just under one roof of a corporate environment. To let all of our listeners understand, you were not working in a competitive industry. So it's not like you were putting taking something up on the side that was going to compete with or steal business from your full-time job. Totally unrelated businesses. Totally unrelated. And I was uh, a transportation and logistics uh, manager for a very long time for this organization. In fact, I've been in transportation and logistics for well over 20 years. So no, they had nothing to do with one another at all. Yeah. So there was really no risk other than you were putting in time elsewhere, but it was on your personal time. That's correct. What did you do besides just be real careful about who you spoke with about your business? Or did you just totally keep it out of your workday entirely? Well, I used my cell phone a lot. Um, You know, I would go out into the hallway uh, when I did get a call for an order or something. So that was my 10 minutes of a break time, you know, go take a basket order. And then I lived close enough from my work to my home that I could go home at lunch 
and create a basket and actually get it delivered uh, and before lunch was over and come back. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's dedication in one big juggling act. I know. And at one point I did have a shop and it was between my house and my office. So I was able to even be another mile closer to my, you know, my office to go there, make the baskets, maybe even meet somebody for a pickup mm-hmm. and then, you know, swing by, grab something to eat and then go back to the office. Definitely a juggling act. Can you share with us a promotion or an event that you did that made a real difference? Maybe it you know, brought in new customers or it increased sales or moved a particular product, something like that? I would have to say it was more of a life event, although it was a promotion for my husband in one sense. He accepted a new role and actually a new job in Arizona. So we had to move from Colorado to Phoenix in August of 2014. And I had belonged to a networking group in Colorado, like I mentioned before. And I had researched several groups out in the Phoenix area when I got here. And I decided to stick with the one I had belonged with in Colorado and I visited a few and I found one that fit my personality the best. And I was really grateful for this because the move was exactly what I needed to grow my business. And it wasn't just the networking group. It was how they saw me. I found that the demographics played a huge role in growing my business where the small business owners in Colorado, you know, they didn't give a lot of thank you gifts. The opposite was true here in Arizona, where they were all for it. I'm a yoga teacher. And when my students find out that I create custom gifts, they go to my Facebook page, I show them pictures on my phone, and they just started ordering, where that wasn't the case, you know, in Colorado. I I could show them pictures until my face was blue. (laughs) And they say, oh, yeah, those are really pretty. But then their mindset went somewhere else. But in Phoenix, I find that they are more excited. And I just, I have more orders with small businesses and individuals alike. The designs and ideas sell themselves out here uh, a lot more than they did in Colorado. And nothing changed in the way the delivery was. Or your designs. Or the designs. I seriously believe it's the demographics in the two areas. You make a really good point here because As you look at your business, you can't necessarily compare your business to someone in the same industry in a different market. You can't compare results. You can't necessarily compare designs because every market is so different. You also can't compare pricing. What Deb might be able to charge in Arizona might be different than someone who's in Alabama, who's in Chicago, who's in New York. So although you can take guidelines, you really have to look at your specific market and your product within the market and make decisions based on your unique situation. And Deb, I bet you never even considered this fact that it was going to look so different when you got to Arizona. I had no idea. You know, I moved right before the holidays. So I was kind of worried about keeping those clients in the Denver market and figuring out how to make it work with the shipping back and forth, but they didn't mind. You know, the cost of delivery was pretty much about the same as the cost of shipping. Uh, so they still got what they wanted, you know, which was a basket to their client and, and on their budget. Well, kudos to you because they stuck by you in a big move. So that says a lot for the product and the service that you provide. For. 
One of the things I want to clarify that we've been talking about, just in case our listeners don't know this, there are several national organizations out there, LATIP being one of them, BNI being another, that are very structured, organized groups, and most likely they're sitting right in your community or a neighboring community if you just Google them. And many of them have openings for different types of industries. They usually are industry exclusive. Like if Deb was there as a gift basket person, you probably wouldn't have another person within the same industry in the group. And everyone shares leads and learnings, and sometimes they'll be presenters. So it's a great resource for you to check out if you're in a situation where you're building or growing your business and you'd like the support and help of other people that you initially don't know in your area. Deb, I want to get back to this whole concept of customer service because obviously you're rocking it given that you've kept so many of your customers as you've transitioned across states. On the customer service end, what specifically do you do to make your customers feel valued and appreciated? I ask a lot of questions. When my recipient is sick or you know, I find, they find out that they're going to have a baby, something like that, the buyer wants something specific and they may not think that they want something specific until I start asking them. Almost everything I do is custom. If you look on my website, much of that stuff is drop shipped and I, I can get feedback from the buyer on, well, I like this, but I want to change this. And so I will take their budget and I'll work backwards from there. And then when the basket is complete and I've, think I figured out what the recipient's going to love, I'll take a picture of it and I'll either send it by text message or I'll send it to them by email. It just depends on how they like to receive their technology and their communication. And then if if I'm delivering it myself, uh, I'll do the same thing. I'll send them a, an email or a text to tell them that it delivered. And then depending on where it's going and if they require uh, shipping, tracking, whatever, I will give that to them. But usually I can get the tracking information comes to my phone and it gives me an update that it delivered. And usually I can just tell them right away, hey, this delivered. And they really appreciate that. I bet the pictures, too. I mean, that's a really nice touch because so many times, you know, even like if you order flowers, if you order gift baskets, you just have to assume that what you're sending them is going to look how you imagine it in terms of what you ordered. And especially if you're doing custom, taking a picture of that specific basket and sending it on. Uh, is really unique. I love that idea. Well, they, the buyer, you know, will look at it and go, oh my God, that's way more than I expected. <laughs> Which Yay, is a really that's nice what you feeling. want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. Okay, we're going to move now, Deb, into our reflection section. This is where we take a look at you and see what's helped you along the way with your success. What is one trait for you that just comes naturally? that you say has helped you to succeed? Determination. You know, you have to stay positive in the face of adversity. My dad always told me when I was a kid that you get up when you fall down. And, and now I have, I've been in sports since I was a kid and the last five years have been really trying. You know, I could tell you horror stories, but it's always been about the determination. Deb, I want, I want you to tell us one horror story. Will you? Sure. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm an Ironman athlete, and I've done five in the last four years. And 
Yeah, the last couple, actually, it seems like every one of them have some kind of horror story in them. But it's the body, and I tell you, you know, take care of it where you're going to live. When the body starts to give you feedback and you're in a situation uh, like finishing a 140.6 mile race, it comes down to the determination and it comes down to the breath. To just breathe, determined to get through it, you know, through the aches and pains, whether the the knees hurt or the feet hurt or the back hurts, (laughs) the brain doesn't hurt. It's that ego that probably hurts more than anything else and you just push through the brain doesn't hurt the body hurts a lot but you're determined to get past that you know (laughs) again staying positive in the face of adversity (laughs) yeah so your example is really more from the physical end i couldn't even do a quarter of what you do physically that's for sure Um, but then you just apply that same determination to your business too it sounds like Yes. What tool do you use regularly to keep productive or to help create balance in your life? Well, that's easy. Uh, yoga. You know, I, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a teacher. Have been for the last two years. Been practicing yoga for probably five. I always tell my students at the end of our session that to find peace in the world, you must first understand your body, because we have to understand where we are as beings in space, and I don't mean aliens, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where we are and how we take up space. And when we breathe and actually focus on the breath, we calm the mind and we calm all the chaos. You know, the postures are secondary. Breathing is a just a simple task that people take for granted, just like we talked about with the candle and the quote. If you take care of yourself, everything falls into place. But if you don't take care of yourself, think about this. Where would you live? You know, I remind my students to let go what doesn't serve them. So whether it's an negative energy, a thought, a conversation, maybe it's a friend or who you thought was a friend or an acquaintance. And, you know, social media can sometimes play a big role in who you thought your friends were. But you want to move to your passion. And moving in that passion, you have to breathe. I heard this quote once, um, I read it somewhere many, many times, and I don't know who it's by, but it says, yoga is not about touching your toes, it's what you learn on the way down. And so in your business, it's not about making a whole bunch of money, it could be, but it's who you learn to be while you get there. So you take those experiences and, and, you know, you learn who you are. Really powerful. You're right. It's the journey. It's it not the it's not the destination. It's the journey. I love what you've been talking about, Deb, because throughout this whole conversation, it you know, there's just one general theme, and that is breathing and determination and staying calm through chaos and you know the yoga and all of that kind of spiritualish but physical, you know, body physical things to help you be as strong as you can because everybody knows, you know, when you're starting a business and you're and you're having a business for the long haul as you have, it is taxing. And the way you've approached it is always calm, take a step back, breathe, figure it out and carry on. Yeah, you have to take care of yourself when you're you know, in a business. 
because if you don't, the business is going to fall apart. Right. If you're t- if you're stressed, that conveys out into your business, and you know customers don't want to work with a stressed individual. They want their experience, their buying experience, to be easy and simple. And if you are calm and relaxed, and you make it simple for them, they'll keep coming back. Really good insight. Deb, let's talk about your book. Give our listeners just a little bit of an outline in in terms of what your book is like so that they understand. Well, I believe that anybody can make a gift basket. But to be a gift basket designer, you have to have the personal touches and give the wow factor. I mean, anybody can make, put stuff in a basket and call it a basket. There's no denying that. But what I do is I help the reader understand how to bring up the wow factor, how to make things appear more valuable than maybe what's inside. So turning, you know, a bag of pretzels into something really cool. (laughs) And I know that that sounds funny, but it's what we're trying to convey as, you know, sellers, as retailers, that we want you to buy this and we have to give them a reason to want to buy it. So would this be a good resource if someone has a chocolate shop or some other type of gourmet product or crafting product that they would want to package into gift baskets and present them? Would this be a good guideline in terms of how to build it and make it a professional presentation? Yes. So I start from the the basics and then we build from the ground up. That's why I called it Foundations. In order to build, you have to have a solid foundation. So if it's a house you have to have, you know, the concrete. If you have a basket, you have to have, or a gift basket, you have to have the basket and the correct foundation so that your stuff doesn't fall over. When you build a house, you don't want the walls to fall over. So when you build a basket, you don't want your design to fall over. And I talk about building it from the ground up and then finishing off with wrapping in a bow. Well, if this is something that you're interested in, again, Deb's book is called Foundations the gift basket design book. And I'll have a link to it over in the show notes page at giftbizunwrapped.com. Do you have another book that you think our listeners would find value in? I just recently read uh, Wild by Cheryl Strayed, and I had no idea it was going to turn into a movie. But, (laughs) you know, Cheryl Strayed was one determined young lady, and she learned a lot about herself in the goal that she had for herself, she, you know, she had to concentrate on her body and her thoughts and her goal was huge. You know, the pack Northwest, you know, that trail from California all the way North. And it took a lot of courage for her to get into that hike and that goal. And, you know, too often we give up on things when they get difficult, but if you stay on the path, you know, we can learn what we're capable of. And just like, you know, that quote from earlier about not being able to touch her toes, it's that journey. She learned a lot in that journey of who she would become today. Love it. Gift Biz listeners, just as you're listening to the podcast today, you can listen to an audiobook like Deb's talking about with ease. Get an audiobook like this for free. All you need to do is go to giftbizbook.com and make a selection. That's giftbizbook.com. Okay, we're circling around, Deb, to the Dare to Dream section. I would like to present you with a virtual gift. It's a magical box containing unlimited possibilities for your future. This is your dream or goal of almost unreachable heights that you would wish to obtain. 
please accept this gift, open it in our presence, and tell us what's inside. Wow, this is really tough. I don't need or want much. You know, I prefer to create and teach and give. It's just who I, I am. And as long as I can do those things, I have peace. So not to sound like a Miss America compa- uh, contestant here, <laughs> um, but I would say peace. <laughs> peace within and peace for others, you know, so that we can all find balance in our passions in our lives for what we really desire. Maybe that's a spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's a being thing. Thank you for asking that question. That is a really tough one. Well, it makes you think, doesn't it? If mm-hmm. you could have anything. That's, that's mm-hmm. why it's my favorite question of the whole interview. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gift Biz listeners, if you did not catch any of the things that we've talked about, remember you can just jump over to the show notes. I'll have links and a lot of information over there for you, and you can reference all of that at giftbizunwrapped.com. Deb, if anyone wanted to get in touch with you, what would be the best way for them to do so? Deb at giftbasketjunction.com. Wonderful. And that's where they can see all of your gift baskets as well, I presume. Yes, at giftbasketjunction.com. Yeah, unless they're doing a super custom one, at which point they probably will need to call you. Yeah, they'll have to go to Facebook and look. And, but, but yeah. <laughs> I can be reached just about anywhere if you just look it up. <laughs> okay, and we'll have all those contact links on the show notes page. Thank you so much, Deb. This has been really valuable. You've shared a ton of really good information and really good concepts just for us to keep in mind as we're growing and building our businesses. And Deb, may your candle always burn Thanks. Learn how to work smarter while developing and growing your business. Download our guide called 25 Free Tools to Enhance Your Business and Life. It's our gift to you and available at giftbizunwrap.com slash tools. Thanks for listening and be sure to join us for the next episode. Would you like to be on the show? Or do you know someone who can provide valuable insight from their experiences? If so, we'd love to hear from you. All you need to do is submit a form for consideration. You can access the form at giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash guest. That's giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash G-U-E-S-T. Today's show is sponsored by the Ribbon Print Company. Looking for a new income source for your gift business? Customization is more popular now than ever. Brand your products with your logo or print a happy birthday Jessica ribbon to add to a gift right at checkout. It's all done right in your shop or craft studio in seconds. Check out theribbonprintcompany.com for more information.